Money FM 89.3. Best of drive time. Money FM 89.3. Good evening. It is drive time. Elliot Danka, Timothy Go, and Chua Tian with you. It's time now for Market View. One of the things we'll be talking about in just a while. Would you shop on YouTube? It's like uh, home shopping online. <laughs> I mean, people shop on TikTok after all. Yeah. Mm. Sounds good. Would you? It depends what they are selling. Mm. But yeah. I like instant gratification, you know. If I can press a button and you get instant food delivery to you, fried chicken when you're watching Korean While dramas. Watching, yeah, yeah, yeah. Especially food. Okay, yeah. here we go again. Plus, uh, we'll talk about Elon Musk as well. But first... Closing Bell. Well, a quick recap of how we started the day as far as Singapore market is concerned. Singapore shares opened lower today following losses in global markets. In early trade, the Straits Times Index was down 0.4% to 3,206 points. Nearly 33 million securities changed hands in the broader market. Now, after the closing numbers, the benchmark STI closed up 0.11%. We are looking at 3,223 points. In terms of value turnover, that's one. 1.08 1.08 billion sing dollars. Now gainers trailed losers 237 versus 310. Top advances New Incorporation USD, JMH USD and Semco Industries and top decliners Venture Corp, AEM Singapore Dollars and Shangri-La Hong Kong Dollars. Now in terms of companies to watch today we do have Capital because the conglomerate obtained a contract to design, build and operate a new large-scale district cooling system plant. Uh, that's in the Jurong Lake District and for 30 years. So during this period, Capo expects to generate about 950 million Sing dollars. Now, meanwhile, we now know that Grab is cutting 1,000 employees or 11% of its workforce to enhance efficiency. That will be part of our discussion today. And elsewhere, we have Neil making the news and YouTube launching its first official shopping channel. Mm. Not to mention Elon Musk back in the headlines today with India's Prime Minister Narendra Modi. Lots happening and let's break them down with David Poe, Head of Investment and ESG Strategies, South Asia at Amandi. David, welcome to the show. Hi, I'm always glad to be here. Thank you very much. And always great to have you on board with us. So David, let's start with the Singapore stock market as usual. How did the STI fare today? No, it's really flat. Now. There's really nothing much to talk about because the market is very flat. But what's more important is uh, what's happening in North Asia, especially in China. And as well as, uh, as you mentioned earlier in the previous section, uh, uh, selling online uh, e-commerce on YouTube. This is something that we, we think will do very well for the online platform uh, providers. Okay. Uh, David, then let's talk about uh, NEO. Um, it's uh, entered into a shared subscription agreement with CYVN. Now, that one is majority mm-hmm. owned by the Abu Dhabi government. What do you make of this news? Um, frankly, uh, just one piece of news like that will not get us excited from uh, from Amandu's uh, perspective. We are long-term asset uh, investors and we look at the long-term trend of a particular company. So news like this may be good or bad depending on what the shareholder can add value to the company. Uh, in this case, uh, can Abu Dhabi really increase the value of NEO uh, for the longer term? So one has to look at it more holistically and strategically what can this investment add to news uh, reach and, and growth? So just one piece of information don't really uh, 
make the whole story right. So as a long-term investor, we really need to understand uh, what what does it bring, uh, what kind of uh, value add does it bring or offer to the table for new shareholders. David, let's talk about uh, Keppel. It, of course, uh, obtained a contract mm. to design, build, and own and operate um, a district cooling system at the Jurong Lake District for 30 years. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is expected to to generate about $950 million for Keppel. How significant is this? Um, if you look at the numbers you just mentioned, it's $950 million over 30 years. Uh, you can easily break down the numbers in terms of all, what kind of revenue it gets on a, on just for this project. Mm-hmm. Uh, but more on a more from from Amundi's perspective, as mentioned, we are long-term asset investors, and the success of any investment do not just so based solely based on one news like this. You get to look at the fundamentals of the company. Where is the company's uh, strategically will be like in the next five years, ten years, and twenty years, and what kind of projects they that they have? Uh, one news like this is like touching the tail of elephant with your with blindfolded, and then uh, you touch uh, the tail of the elephant, thinking that it is a kangaroo, which is totally missed the mark altogether. So, as investors, I always believe that one have to look at it holistically, mm. and what. What does this contract bring to the table and what else does Capital or any other company out there that has got a long-term vision that can generate uh, incremental good shareholder returns for shareholders? This is more important than just one piece of information. Mm, okay, and let's stay in Singapore, David, and talk about Grab. Mm. We were all waiting for the number of job cuts to be out yesterday, and now we have our mm. answers. Uh, Grab CEO Anthony Tan said he's retrenching over 1,000 employees, which is 11% of the workforce, to optimize efficiency. Now, he says that this is not a shortcut to profitability. The firm is on track to hit its break-even target regardless of that layoff. Your thoughts on this? Uh, to me, bad news always sells. Uh, uh, when you have a lot of retrenchment, like what happened to Google or GoTo or Limited or Apple, when you have a lot of retrenchment, a lot of people get very excited because these are bad news. But never, we never, for, we never remember the good news that they bring to the table. For example, Grab last year they added more, more, more jobs into the economy, so nobody really pay attention to this. Uh, I don't think in this kind of environment it is it is a way to really grow the business and they may have to take a hard stance on this thing so be it because that's our strategy. Mm, okay. If you're just tuning yeah. in, we're now speaking to David Poe, Head of Investment and ESG Strategies South Asia at Amandi. Elsewhere in the region, David, China unveiling that 520 billion yuan or 97 billion sing dollars a tax break to boost the sales of EVs. To what extent is this, again, within your expectations given talks of more stimulus from the government? Has that boosted auto stocks in China today? Uh, okay, firstly, let's go back uh, one week ago. Uh, China, as we all know, they have, uh, since the beginning of the year, opened up the economy through uh, because of the COVID uh, lockdown. And since then, market has really quite a fair bit. Uh, but the, the, the sad thing is uh, the real economy is not really... Uh, getting lifted in a sense. So we are seeing a lot of disappointing numbers. The PMI numbers are not great. The sales numbers are not great. And they have really lowered or rather uh, eased monetary policies by cutting down uh, deposit rate, by cutting down uh, uh, these lending rates. 
they even uh, remove some of the uh, housing restrictions in some of the cities. Uh, this latest announcement is probably an expansionary fiscal policy where they are they are really extending the current uh, auto tax uh, breaks. Uh, if I remember correctly, these uh, tax breaks uh, for car purchases was instilled maybe 10 years ago, mm-hmm. I think the year 2014 or so. And it has been extended for over a couple of times already, one in 2017, and then the latest one is to, uh, yesterday or today for another four years. Um, this is an extension of this current policy in order to boost uh, consumption in EV market. Uh, will it be positive for the EV sector? I think so, because that will really increase the demand for electric vehicles. Uh, again, uh, for us, we look at the entire uh, supply chain. I think the mm. the upstream uh, supply chain will benefit the most. The uh, the one that goes in the components of building electric vehicles, mm. such as a lithium or lithium carbide, you know the raw materials yeah. that makes the electric batteries or the components. Uh, there is a mixed picture on whether some of the other uh, complementary goods, such as the tires or the windscreen or the glass. This one, depending on whether there is an organic growth in the entire auto industry or will it be replaced by the internal combustion engine kind, the, the patrol vehicles. Mm. So if it's a one-for-one replacement, then I think that this sector, such as the, 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 the glass or the tires or yeah. the aluminum sheets, will probably stay flat. Okay. And the one that will probably lose out most is the patrol or internal combustion engine or automakers. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, we have about three minutes to go, but I really want to get right. to the two juiciest questions that we have, uh, okay. David. Uh, Yonhap News Agency reported that YouTube will launch its first official shopping channel for live commerce in South Korea at the end of this month. How viable is this given that the landscape in South Korea is dominated per se with Naver as a market leader? I think uh, the social media platform is not just very competitive in mm. Korea, it's almost everywhere in the world. You look at Singapore, it's the same thing. Mm. Uh, it is very competitive. Uh, what, I, what I believe YouTube has done a great thing is it has a very wide and deep reach, especially during the COVID years. Uh, everybody got locked down and the only thing they do is to turn on the YouTube. Uh, my daughter learns how to cook from YouTube. We used to turn on the YouTube to exercise as a family. So it actually expanded the, the whole wide uh, reach of, of the audience. So myself capitalize on this thing to maximize the reach by going into a shopping channel. Is it a viable business? We we have to wait and see. But I believe that it may it may do very well, uh, given their their reach. Uh, YouTube is also very engaging and very entertaining. So I I personally feel that the shopping, even though online shopping is very competitive, uh, I I think it will gen- generally be very positive to increase viewership as well as uh, increase the advertisement mm. revenue. Right, and let's yeah. talk about the US, David. Tesla's chief, Elon mm. Musk, he said India's Prime Minister Narendra Modi was pushing Tesla to make a significant investment in India, adding that an announcement was expected soon. And meanwhile, all eyes on Fed Chair's testimony on the state of the US economy. I'll leave you to pick one of the developments that stood out to you. Uh, Tesla? Uh, it will has to be it has to be the Fed Chairman's uh, <laughs> testimonial uh, to tonight, right? It's tonight. Yeah. Uh, this is this will probably shake the the markets uh, in over the course of the next few days. Mm. This uh, whether they will remain hawkish or whether they will hide the interest rate over the next uh, few meetings. 
the market is expecting uh, about 25 basis cut. If there's more than two over the course of the year, mm. then it'll be very negative for the market. So the market is very jittery and, and uh, they are very cautious at the moment. Mm. Anything to add on the Tesla front uh, in terms of investments in India? I know I said I think we, leave good, you to, yeah. we leave you to talk <laughs> about one, but just being a little bit greedy here. <laughs> It's okay. It's okay. It's sometimes it's good to be greedy. I don't leave any money on the table. But uh, yeah, it's good. Um, I, I, it's really good for Elon Musk to to go into India to really grow their businesses. I think it's a uh, it's a great way to maximize their reach as well. It's a young, uh, very the demography is really positive for a lot of consumer names mm. out there in India. All right. Exciting days indeed. Thanks a lot, David. That was David Poe, Head of Investment and ESG Strategies, South Asia at Amandi. Thank you very much for joining us on Money FM 89.3. Before acting on the information on Money FM, please consider if it's suitable for your own investment objectives, financial situation, and risk tolerance.